Hey there, welcome to this episode of Tennessee Farm to Family. Let our team of extension agents bring the farm to your family. We'll explore all things agriculture and talk about how it gets to your table, fridge, or pantry. Meet farmers, stomp out misinformation, and grab a sneak peek into agri-search and outreach efforts. On this episode of Tennessee Farm to Family, we will be talking to Dr. Blake Brown with the Milan Research and Education Center and Dr. Scott Stewart with the West Tennessee Research and Education Center. I'm Lindsay Stevenson, A&R Extension Agent from Haywood County. So we're going to talk about kind of what is the Milan Research and Education Center and the West Tennessee Research and Education Center today. Can y'all give us a brief black background of um, what you do at Milan? and at Jackson. We'll let Blake go first because he's the season director. He's been in that role a lot longer than I have. Well, hey Lindsay, we appreciate the opportunity to visit with y'all today and, and just a little bit about our system, I guess, as Scott and I both are directors at our respective centers and we have 10 of these across the state, uh, all the way from uh, here in West Tennessee, one at Grand Junction at the Research Center at Ames, uh, West Tennessee Research and Education Center here in Jackson and mine in Milan. Uh, we have others all the way across Middle and East Tennessee, all the way to Greenville. And we all tend to do research on the commodities that are pretty commonly grown in our area. And so there is some overlap between the different centers, but uh, for instance, here at Jackson, they do a lot of work with ornamentals in addition to row crops. At my place, we only do row crops. At Ames, they do row crops and forestry and beef cattle. And as you go east, there's centers working with vegetables and working with uh, different livestock enterprises and different crops. So it just depends on where you are. And uh, I had to give a talk yesterday uh, to an exchange club here in Jackson and, and, and part of it was what do we do? And I said, you know, the only thing we produce is information. Our goal is to provide scientific based, data driven information that our farmers can use to make decisions that'll make them more profitable, increase their yields or increase their efficiency reduce their cost, whatever. And so that's kind of what we do and, and it's very varied depending on the different stations and uh, we have about 25, we call them principal investigators or PIs, PhD level scientists from both extension and research doing work at our center at Milan. And it's a big, broad, wide area of research and we do lots of stuff primarily related to row crops. Scott, I'll let you fill in the gaps with, with your experience. Yeah, and I'm pretty new as being a director, but I've been here dang near 20 years, and, and Blake's right, we have a lot of overlap. A lot of the PIs that work here also work in Milan in very similar studies. We're a little bit unique in that we have a number of scientists that are stationed here in Jackson and uh, do, like myself and my old job, do a lot of work at Milan and at some of the other centers as well. And Blake mentioned it, it's pretty varied. Uh, our primary focus here is also row crops, production, agriculture, and this is what I call modern mainstream agriculture, the way our farmers do it. Uh, we do have a center, organic center, that if somebody's interested in organic production, uh, they, can, they can work there, but that's not what either of us do. Uh, you know, we're, we do a lot of variety testing, soil fertility work, entomology, insect control, pest control, like weeds, plant pathogens. Uh, Blake mentioned uh, we are the site here in Jackson of one of the three UT garden sites. The other one's in Crossville and then in Knoxville. So we do have an ornamentals uh, research program. And probably the, un, it's, it's not a secret, but we're ag research centers. 
but a lot of our role, I would say, is very extension oriented. We do a lot of outreach uh, in the communities and the surrounding areas. We both spend a lot of time with the groups that come in from sometimes other countries and want to learn about our agriculture, our ornamentals. Uh, I've had a number of groups already from local schools, you know, uh, technical colleges and things like that, and sometimes uh, younger kids as well that, that tour the centers. And, and of course, we both have a lot of field days and outreach programs and, you know, everybody, almost everybody's familiar with the Milan No-Till Field Day and I'll let Blake talk about that. We have our own set of field days here. We do summer celebrations, which is an ornament celebration, which is primarily ornamental related, but we have cotton tours and weed tours and, and, and you know, we tailor those programs to our clientele that uh, are most interested. So the weed tour, for example, would tailor to some growers, but a lot of agricultural retailers and distributors, uh, agricultural extension agents, uh, you know, so they're, they're pretty targeted. Our summer celebration program is not very targeted. We, it's everybody, a lot, anybody who wants to come from Jackson is welcome to come. Everybody's got ornamentals. There's a lot of just general public interest in ornamentals. So we get huge crowds for that. Uh, I want Blake talked about Milan No-Till Field Day because that's a program that's been going on for a lot of years and also brings in a pretty large crowd. Well, Will, I'm going to back up just a second and touch on one thing you mentioned was our, our name. You know, we were set up years ago, we were Experiment Station, Milan Experiment Station, the West Tennessee Experiment Station. And a number of years ago, we changed our name from Experiment Station, which supposedly had a negative connotation to Ag Research and Education Centers. And I think that's a, a real deal because a, a big part of what we do is working with Extension, working with our clientele to not only uh, generate this information, but get it out to the people that need it. Back on the no-till field day, uh, that was one started in 1981. So golly, that's been going on for 40 years, thereabouts. So uh, uh, as a means to teach people how to do this crazy new concept that's been worked on called no-till, where we would plant a seed in the soil directly into the residue from the previous crop without tilling. Why did we do that? Because we were washing away. Our soils in West Tennessee are very erosive and we were losing on average 30 to 40 tons of topsoil per acre per year on our sloping land. Uh, the first director at, at the Milan Experiment Station at the time, a fellow named Tom McCutcheon, he got this idea we had to do something different. And so he kind of led the team of people that developed no-till, uh, got it going to the point where in last year in 2020, about 80% of our acres in the state were no-tilled. Another 15% were formed or farmed using some form of conservation tillage. Uh, and so less than 5% of our acres are still farmed the old fashioned way where we would plow and disc and work the ground up. And so we've been doing that field day uh, continuously from 81 to 2002. At that point, we went every other year. And then of course, last year we had to go virtual because of the COVID issue. And uh, we typically have visitors from two or three foreign countries and 18 or 20 states. And last year, I think we hit 38 states and 36 countries or vice versa. Uh, we had a lot of folks because we did do it virtually. But our goal is still the same, to get their information to the people that need it. Uh, I say our, our goal now is not to convince people to no-till because we're already doing it, but how do they implement all these new technologies in agriculture into a no-till system? So that's kind of our focus on uh, the field day and uh, just one of the many things we do throughout the year.
As far as public access, are the centers open to the public year-round or certain days, or um, can they just stop in anytime they'd like? Absolutely. I mean, we're there, uh, you know, obviously we're, we're there to support our research faculty is our main goal. Uh, I mean, I think for many problems, people need to contact their local extension agents, and, and if they don't know who those people are in the county, there's one in every county, and they do a great job of answering all kinds of questions, but we are available as well. Uh, the gates are not wide open 24 hours a day for obvious reasons. We have some security issues with research that so we have to limit access to certain parts of the station. Part of ours uh, is open. We do have the Ag Museum in Milan uh, that was established from some of Mr. McCutcheon's collections that he made when he was the director there many years ago. It's open uh, Monday through Friday 8 to 4 uh, and can be opened by special appointments at other times. But invite people to come to there. There's lots of things to see. And uh, we accommodate tours for various groups all the time. And, and I know y'all do down here as well, so. Uh. Yeah, it's very similar in Jackson. Our gardens are open, not 24 seven, but from daylight to dark. And if you're not crossing a fence, you're not gonna get in any trouble generally, but it's pretty obvious where our gardens are because it's the first thing you see when you pull in the station. Uh, we. We generally discourage people just from wandering around back in the plot areas because we do have equipment, heavy equipment sometimes running. We're spraying pesticides. There's some research that's confidential research, so we don't want people just wandering around in our plot areas. But we do tours all the time. Somebody comes in and just generally interested, we'll you know, visit with them. I just a couple weeks ago just had some gentleman that was down uh, for a concert actually at the Perkins Center, and he was from a farmer from Ohio and he was just curious in, in the center and what we do out here and I drove him around and we talked a little bit. Uh, a nice fella. So yeah, we definitely encourage uh, public access as long as it's you know respectful. Uh, you would not believe the number of people that come to our center and take prom photos and wedding photos and, and sometimes marginally inappropriate photos. <laughs> so we sometimes have to discourage that. But uh, you know, we, uh, with all the ornamentals here and, and you know, we have a, a person, Jason Reeves, I should mention, coordinates all of our garden activities and he does a, a great job here. Uh, and, you know, we have great landscaping. And so one of the advantages, one of the things I like about our center in particular is that we are right on the edge of a pretty big community in Jackson. So it gives us access to that urban clientele that otherwise wouldn't potentially be exposed to agriculture. In fact, one of the things we've done for years as part of that summer celebration ornamentals program, and, and Dr. Brown's been involved in it, we'll do wagon tours of the entire center, and we'll talk to them about the center, but also about agriculture, and it kind of gives us an opportunity to reach the non-agricultural community and talk to them about the, the issues that they hear about all the time, pesticides and GMO crops and things like that, and give them a a little more balanced, less Facebooky approach to getting their information, you know, from people that work with those those technologies. So I really have always enjoyed that part of the the tour myself. Scott, you might you might just tell us a little bit, compare our stations here a little bit. Stations, that's the whole word. But you know, I've got about 630 acres tillable at Milan. I have a relatively small crew. We don't have any scientists located in my center. They either come from here at Jackson or they come from Knoxville. But as opposed to your station that has a, a 
a lot of people and you might want to just fill in the, the difference on that if you've got yeah. those numbers handy yeah well and yeah i know pretty much by heart but uh, blake station's bigger than mine uh, we have roughly about 250 260 tillable acres uh, we have a lot of forested area and we have landscaping and ornamentals area that takes up that and buildings of course that take up the rest of that uh, you know we have roughly 10 scientists located here that uh, are faculty we also have currently two but we'll have three usda people that work on the site uh, we have a pretty big office complex here that also houses the institute of public safety and i kind of call those folks the the extension uh, outreach for city planners and county coordinators they provide a lot of technical support for for those kind of peoples i'm learning more and more about them all the time uh, and so it's 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 quite a bit different in a lot of ways one of the advantages of having Milan right up the road speaking from past experience in my previous job is it's not only a different environment but there's a little more area to, to work with sometimes you can do larger plot work it's just a different environment and and Dr. Brian already mentioned we like to do our, our research kind of in the areas these centers are in areas that target the commodities that are grown there West Tennessee obviously there's cotton corn soybean and wheat are the big commodities so that's where we spend most of our effort but not every area of West Tennessee is alike so you can get replication not only in Jackson but potentially here and if you really want to you can go sometimes to some of the other centers and, and work there and, and pretty much all of us all the faculty here that have worked in without exception they've all worked in Milan a lot of them work in Ames I've had plots all the way over in East Tennessee because it's just a different environment okay what are um, what are some things that make this system with the research and education centers unique to other um, organizations or universities I'll just make a quick comment I'm I'm been involved with a group called the Research Center Administrator Society and Scott is getting involved and this is people that do what we do all over the country and part of that group is, is we travel around and visit each other's centers in different states in fact we're going to Idaho here in about a month but uh, in doing that we've had opportunity to visit lots of different experiment stations and research centers and in a lot of different states and although our system is not perfect I will put our system up against anybody's in the country. We have been supported well. Uh, not that we don't have needs, because we do, but by and large, we have been able to do the job we've been asked to do. We've been able to get the uh, enough funding to keep the equipment up, to keep the grounds up. And so we've been pretty lucky. It's been a good place to work. And uh, this facility down here has always been, uh, I mean, you got this great office complex and lots of labs and, and things like greenhouses that we don't have at my place, but we work together and, 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 and along with the other centers across the state. So, you know, what's unique? I mean, I think the unique thing is that we all have a little different environment. At my place, we have kind of three different uh, environments you can work in. You can work in your typical West Tennessee upland hills that are dry land, we call them, or we also have three irrigation systems. You can, you can work under the irrigation system on the hills. Or we have some creek bottom soils that are representative of West Tennessee uh, rivers and creeks that run all through West Tennessee that are good productive flat level uh, pieces of ground, but they are subject to flooding sometimes. And that's one thing I always tell our people, but different environments, totally different responses. Uh, the, the, the bottoms are gonna be great during a dry year. Uh, 
the hills may be better, they're not going to flood, but just a different environment, and it's representative of some of our soils across the, the region. So, uh, I don't know, follow up with that. Well, you know, I used to work at a research station in Mississippi, you know, so the concept of having research stations in different parts of the states is not that unique. It's, it's really kind of uh, consistent with the land-grant mission, because that's how a lot of these stations came to be. They were literally granted land through some legislation to promote education and a lot of the land-grant colleges were, I, I kind of affectionately call them the poor man or working man's college. They weren't for necessarily doctors and lawyers, they were for agricultural mechanical people to develop those really applied technologies and of course they've broadened and expanded and we have people that work very closely with the dirt and some people that don't spend much time outside their lab working on you know, high-level uh, basic research, but uh, I do think one of the nice things that's unique to the South and, and definitely to Tennessee that, that goes along with these ag research centers is we have a very strong extension program that helps deliver that message. That's not true in a lot of other states. It tends to you lose a lot of that extension outreach component as you go to some of the Midwest and Western states for financial reasons. And we've been very fortunate in Tennessee. We've maintained a very strong extension program that delivers them the mission of ag research. And in fact, almost without exception, the faculty located here have research and extension responsibilities. So the same people that are doing the research are educating the county agents and the growers directly with the, the impacts of their, their programs. Okay, how are the centers part of University of Tennessee? What relationship and how much um, um, is UT representative here in the, on those centers? Well, you know, the, we're part of the Institute of Agriculture, which is a separate institute in this part of UT. And within the institute, there are four divisions. There is the UT Vet School. There is the Herbert College of Agricultural Sciences and Natural Resources. I think I got that right. Uh, which is the teaching arm. There is UT Extension, which is the extension uh, program that we all know about and then there's UT Ag Research. So we all work under the same umbrella of UT Institute of Agriculture. We have our own executive vice president and executive vice chancellor. I think I got that right. Dr. Cross who's retiring at the end of this month and we hate to see him go. But uh, you know but we all do separate things and so even though we work together we work very closely with Extension um, we report through different channels of reporting and we do different jobs, but we do cooperate. Uh, you know, UT is represented in all 95 counties by extension. Uh, we have ag research centers in 10 counties, maybe 11, because I think Etrek and, and Knoxville is got in Blunt and Knox County maybe. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're scattered across the state. We're, we're sometimes referred to as the front door um, for all the public to come into UT, regardless of whether you come in an extension office or on an ag research center. So, uh, pretty good representation across the state. Nailed it. Okay. Anything to add? <laughs> all right. Well, um, I appreciate Dr. Brown and Dr. Stewart today talking to us a little bit about the research and education centers. And also, thank you so much for listening today. We hope you continue to find us and learn more from UTTSU Extension. 
We want to hear from you. Please email us your questions about agriculture or anything you would like to know more about how your food is grown or gets to your table. You can email us at tennesseefarmtoothfamily at utk.edu. If you eat, remember you're involved in agriculture.